and say, God wants me to have this abundance in my life. And the reason he wants me to have this abundance in my life is so that I can bless the lives of others. You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Hi, thank you, Rachel. This is your host, Mike Lovett. You are listening to And If Love Remains. And we have on today uh, a guest, Betsy Love. We we had her not too long ago where we, we talked about um, her upcoming novel that's coming up, coming out um, uh, March 22nd. Is that right, Betsy? That's right. That's exciting. That's so fun. And, um, but we wanted to do something a little bit different and, and um, I guess continue the uh, this uh, series that, that I've started of of having a positive, having a good mindset. You know, changing your brain. Um, last last week we talked to Daryl about an entrepreneurial mindset and uh, and how um, you know how to overcome obstacles and things like that. And and uh, uh, this week we're going to talk to Betsy and, and talk about her journey and what she's learned. And uh, Betsy, I just I'm really, really grateful for the, to have you back on the show and uh, to talk about this really important stuff. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Mike. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, I, I want to kind of get right into it and, and talk about um, having a positive mindset. And, and I think um, there's a, a lot of ways we can go, but, but maybe let's start here. Let's start with your story as far as um, you know, where, where you were with your mindset, not necessarily financially or anything. I mean, we could talk about some of that stuff if you want, but I, I'm more curious about mindset because that's really the starting place of, of where everything begins. Um, so where were you, um, you know, a year ago, two years ago, and then what kind of epiphanies have you had recently, um, you know, to change that? Okay. Well, all right. I've been writing and publishing books since about 2011 was when my first book came out. It did all right. My other books have done eh, kind of so-so. And I have kind of, in the last couple years, I've been like, I've got to get my act together. I've got to get moving if I want to do what I want to do. Well, my husband and I joined a... um, network marketing company called um, Life Leadership. And that has since kind of fallen by the wayside. But the things that I learned when I was studying their materials was so invaluable to me. And I don't know why I've waited so long to input or not input, what's the word I'm looking for, um, incorporate these into my lifestyle. It has become, the things that I've learned has now become my lifestyle. So um, that's wonderful. And I, 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 let me, in fact, I want to just start with, with, with this. And, and um, because I think sometimes we, we look at the outside trappings, we look at our neighbors, we look at, see, you know, we, we maybe we compare ourselves to other people um, and go, Oh, we're not that good. Or I'm not, you know, I'm not doing this or doing that. Um, but I think it's really, really important to evaluate. <laughs> I mean, not to get too, weird but like just how you feel and and so much about it is um you know 
whether whether things have changed or not, like uh, your your perception on life and how you feel is different. Is, is that what you found? It is. It really is. I mean, I've I've got these core beliefs that have always been my core beliefs that I will never stray from. It has to do with my spiritual self. But there's also a part of me that feels kind of conflicted with that part of my spiritual self. And that is, oh, if I'm rich, if I'm wealthy, if I have all this money, if I have all this stuff, then I'm not a good person. And so that's kind of been a little bit of my mindset. And so I've had to make that shift in my brain and say, God wants me to have this abundance in my life. And the reason he wants me to have this abundance in my life is so that I can bless the lives of others. And if I don't change my mindset, that's never going to happen. Right, right. And and so what um what are some of the things that that you're doing now differently and how has that improved your mindset okay so the first thing i did was i bought a planner which i've never done before i've just kind of thrown it out there i want to publish a book this year i want to market this year well that wasn't specific enough it didn't really get my mind where I needed to be. And somehow I stumbled. I'd been praying about it, you know, asking Heavenly Father, how do I move forward? I'm kind of stuck right here. So how do I move forward? And I, you know, it's like whenever you ask for something and you sincerely want to receive, I believe that God will bless you. And so I stumbled across this uh, planner. It's called author. It's from the website called authorproductivity.com. And it's the 2022 publishing planner. So I bought this planner without knowing a whole lot about what was in it. And so then, um, so when I, before I got it, I started listening to podcasts um, from Sarah Cannon, um, from Ali Archer, where at the very beginning of the year, they did these, uh, actually they were YouTube videos where they talked about how they use a planner to move their goals forward. And one of the most important things I learned, because I was thinking I had to plan my whole year out. And one of the most important things that uh, Sarah said, and Ali kind of reiterated this in her uh, video as well, was that you need to plan your life in quarters. You know, you have this um, wildly important goal. So I have this goal that my goal is I want to be a six-figure author. Oh, and I need to change that word. Instead of saying the word want, that means lack. But if you say the word desire, then you're sending it out to the universe, so to speak, that this is what you desire and that, you know, this is, it brings it to you. So my desire is to be a six-figure author. And so I, that's my wildly important goal. So then I broke it down into quarterly goals and I set these goals for myself. And, and then once I set my quarterly goals, 
then I broke it down into monthly goals. Okay, so this month I'm going to finish this book. This month I'm going to do XYZ in marketing. This month I'm going to, you know, whatever it is that goes along with my business, my, my author business. And then, um, and then I broke it down into weekly goals. And it's got a nice little layout where you've, it's got a day, of, you know, you can see the days at a glance. And at the beginning of the week, I write down my tasks and then I, I plug them into my calendar for the week. I don't worry about next week. I don't worry about next month or the rest of the month. I just know that these are the tasks, tasks I need to focus on for this week. And I have been so much more productive just by writing down first my wildly important goal and then breaking it down by my quarterly goals, my monthly goals. You know, and I go back to my go I go back to my monthly goal and I plug those in at the beginning of each week. I go back through the month and then plug them in for that week. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And it, it, I mean, and I think that reinforcement, I can see how that can be such a powerful tool. Um, I want to I want to ask you something not um, that's related and you, you've kind of hinted at it a couple of times. Um, and that's the idea of language. Like you said, you know, instead of using the word want, use the word desire and that sort of thing. And, and you know, and you even use the, the term, you know, putting things out into the universe. I mean, um, you know, I don't while that may or may not be true, I, I think it is, but you know, that's okay. My, my bigger point is in a way, isn't that like talking to yourself, talking to your subconscious. So instead of putting it out into the universe, you're kind of putting it inside yourself. Yeah. 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 Talk, talk about the subconscious and, and, and how that relates to the tools that you're using. Right. Right. Um, your, how you talk to yourself is so, so key. Um, there's one of the books that I read was called um, The Ant and the Elephant. And the philosophy behind The Ant and the Elephant is your subconscious is your elephant and your ant is your conscious elephant. Well, your ant wants to go west, but your elephant is moving east. So how long is it going to take your ant to get where it needs to go if your elephant is moving the opposite direction? So your you what you tell your subconscious your subconscious will believe everything you tell it it wants you to be honest be truthful and so it will it will listen to what you tell it and it will make your what is it your self talk be honest within your subconscious does that make sense so right like like you have to have integrity with yourself it's it, right. it, the what you say and what you do has has to match right otherwise your subconscious will kind of force it to match in its own right, way right twisted so, way <laughs> right so if you if you say oh gosh i can't remember what was that guy's name your brain goes you're right you can't remember that so just forget it but if you will say to yourself give me a second and i'll remember and I have friends that I love to do this with. It just cracks me up. They'll go, oh, I can't remember his name. And I'll go, stop right there. Tell yourself out loud, give me a second and I'll remember. And, uh, and then I tell them, just go on with what you were saying. And then all of a sudden they'll go, oh, yeah, his name is. And then they'll just pop it right out of their subconscious because they've told their, soft, self, their subconscious, give me a second 
and I'll remember. And so your brain starts going to work looking for that name. And I've seen that right. happen over and over again. You, you know, and, and I want to, let me equate that a little bit to um, a musician. Um, when, when I'm teaching a student or even when I'm, I'm learning a piece, uh, you know, we, we talk about the, the concept of, of counting and counting out loud. And the purpose of that is that you can kind of manipulate time and you can, you can, it forces your brain to, to forces your body to match what your brain want and your ear is telling you to do, um, by, by having that outside one, two, three, and four, and it forces your, your, you know, um, over time and going slow enough, all these, all these ideas, um, it becomes at, at, at one point, those, um, the thing that you're trying to accomplish becomes natural and subconscious. Um, and so, but getting through that awkward stage is always a, a challenge. Right. Um, I want to just go back just for a second to the ant and the elephant. And yeah, 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 please. Yeah, how your ant is your conscious and your elephant is your subconscious. The only way you're going to get your elephant to turn around and go in the direction that you want it to go is if you keep whispering in that elephant's ear truths that you want your subconscious to believe. So you might say, well, like I was telling you, my wildly important goal is to be a six-figure author. So every morning as I'm exercising, I've written down my affirmations on a little whiteboard. And as I'm exercising in the morning, I look at those and I say them aloud. I am a six-figure author. People want me to come and present. Um, and, you know, I have a whole list of them. And what was really interesting, Mike, is as I started doing this, I've, this is my um, second podcast with you, and I've had somebody else reach out to me and want me to do a podcast. And I, while my brain or while my conscious was saying people are seeking me out to present at conferences, all of a sudden it hit me and I went, this is being manifest to me as I am doing podcasts and I'm learning all these things. And that just, it was like a, an, it was like a, um, a manifestation to me that my affirmations are working. That is amazing. That is so fun. And uh, I'm honored to be part of that manifestation. <laughs> it's, I'll tell it's you, very it kind of cool. blew me out of the water when you first asked me to come and be on your podcast. I was pleased and excited, and we've always yeah. had such a fun connection. Right, absolutely, and 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 I and I was excited that you, that you were able to and had the time and and wanted to, and you were such a wonderful guest. So I'm this is this is amazing that. Um, all these things kind of collide together in a, in a beautiful way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always, it seems to me um, when, when, when things happen to me like that, like what you're talking about, it does, it never does seem to come through the front door. Like it comes through side doors. It comes maybe from the basement. Like <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to actually like go, wait a sec, that is actually happening to me. Um, and and it's it's funny that that, that we that even in our 
in the midst of, of changing our mindset, part of, I guess, changing our mindset is looking at all the avenues that we're being blessed. Right, exactly. And the other thing, too, is we can't expect it to um, just happen overnight. I've been doing these affirmations now for a little over two months, and I'm starting to see these uh, manifestations in my life. And the more I'm seeing, the more excited I get, and the more I tell my brain, look at what's happening, look what you're achieving, look at the greatness that you've got in your life. And um, and it, it it's just been amazing. What... Um... Maybe talk about when you first started doing these things, setting your goals, um, and and I, and I don't I don't know your mindset. I don't know what you were thinking um, as far as like what um, you know how how positive you were that this was going to happen for you. How um, you know whether you were kind of going through the motions. You know when 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 things didn't happen like you thought it would. Um, what kept you going, and and what was how did what was your motivation? How how did you manage that uh, kind of emotional roller coaster? Okay, wow, I'm gonna cry. Um, the first few times that you do these after affirmations, your conscious brain goes, "Yeah, right." Like that's really gonna happen, but it comes from just keeping at it. And um, there's a couple of tricks that I do, and one of them is, is um, I just discovered uh, just this last week from one of the videos I was watching from Fearless Soul, and it was from Mel Robbins, and she says, I do this 54321 trick with my brain. And what it is, um, and I've used it for more than just what she uses it for, but her, her premise is that when I hesitate to do something, or there's something I don't particularly want to do, I tell myself, I'm going to do this in five, four, three, two, one, and then I have to do it. She talked about how she was having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. And so she would just say in five, four, three, two, one, my feet are going to hit that ground and I'm going to get up. And so I've been doing that with more than just if getting out of bed now is not hard for me um, because my goal is to get up at six and exercise and and I have this routine. But I use it with things like, oh, I don't feel like writing today. I'm going to open my document in five, four, three, two, one. And I do it, I open it, and and I just, you know, there's my document staring me in the face, my manuscript, and I just get started writing. So you have to trick your brain. You have to get your, your, um, your elephant to move in the direction you want to do it. And one of the other analogies I like is if you take a bucket of water, and I mean a big bucket because your subconscious is really big and it's really deep, and you put in one drop of blue food coloring, is the water going to change color? No. No. But if you keep adding a blue drop of food coloring to your bucket every single day, pretty soon your blue your your bucket of water starts to turn just a little tinge of blue. And over time, you will end up with a blue bucket of water. And so these are things you just have to tell yourself every day. 
another um, video that I listened to recently when they were they were talking about how do you change your mindset and he his premise was that at night before you go to bed you do these five things first of all you plan your day I was waiting till the morning to plan my day and um, and I found that I was not necessarily wasting time planning my day, but I wasn't being very effective with my time. So now before I go to bed, I look at my planner and I plan my day for the next day. That way I'm only taking my goals one day at a time. Then I review my wildly important goal. These are all done before, just before I go to bed. Um, I review my goals. What's my goal for tomorrow? What's my goal for this week? month, year, etc. And I review my wildly important goal. I reiterate my affirmations. And then I practice gratitude. And I ask my husband, okay, tell me five things you're thankful for today. And then I tell him five things I'm thankful for today. Then just as I'm laying down um, on my head on my pillow, I ask my subconscious, like if there's something I'm concerned about, something that's worrying me, I just say, all right, subconscious, I need to know what this character's motivation is. You go to work on it and I'm going to sleep. And then as I'm drifting off, I visualize what my life looks like as a six-figure author. I picture the deck we're going to build out on um, our the back of our house. I picture the gazebo. I picture wood floors. I, I picture all the things and they're just things, you know, but they're, they're visual enough that I can see them. I picture my bookshelves filled with my books. It's, they call it hypnotherapy. It's also called meditation. That's what I like to call it is I just meditate and it helps me to fall asleep at night. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I had a years ago, I had a, a business mentor. Um, one of the things he would tell me is when you're setting, when you're trying to do aff affirmations or goals and you're trying to be specific, like you're talking about your deck and, and the gazebo and, and such, um, was when you do that, uh, make sure you have at least one thing that is like a physical a car something, you know, something that, that is, um, that you can see, touch and feel. Right. Um, and then the other thing is kind of your altruistic, like, you know, what are you going to give back to the world? Um, what's going to be your contribution and, and uh, um, how that kind of a thing can, can hit kind of both sides of your, of your soul and your brain. So you're hitting both your, like, you know, for lack of a better word, your greedy side, and then you're like altruistic. I want to help humanity side. Right. Right. Exactly. When, um, my husband and I were talking some years ago about what we would do if we had wealth. And one of the goals that we would love to do is um, down in Haiti, there is a law, or not a law, but in order to get married, you have to have this um, large fee to pay for your marriage license. And so a lot of couples don't get married. They just live together because they can't afford the fee to get married. And so my husband and I talked about how cool it would be to create a foundation where couples who wanted to get married but were struggling with the, the money at end of it was we would love to be able to pay for their license to get married. Oh, that's wonderful. 
what a cool what a cool thing to do for people you know to, to help that their dream come true in that way that's that's really great um going back to to planning and 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 structure um how important for you because i think everybody's a little bit different so for betsy how important is it for you to be structured versus having um slack in your plan um <laughs> okay so if you will. slack in my plan that was me to a <laughs> t um last year in fact for the last several years i just always had a lot of slack in my plan and um not much plan in my slack either <laughs> so um, <laughs> This year, I just decided that I was going to stop poking at my business like it was a, a like a, a stick, you know, like a bug or something. And I was just going to grab it with both hands. And this is my schedule. I'm pretty, I'm pretty regimented in my schedule. And I'm finding that which is completely opposite from what I used to be. And I'm so much happier with myself. I do allow myself two days a month where they're just, you know, for whatever happens, it gets thrown into my schedule. You know, like um, we had to go and take a, a two and a half hour trip from home to take care of a major problem. And I just, I allowed for that time like a month ago, because I knew that things would come up. But for the most part, I'm, I know that I get up at six, I exercise, I eat breakfast, I, you know, I get right to work at eight o'clock, I take a break at lunchtime, I, you know, and I, I just, I've got my day pretty well structured. And I, I'm finding that because I'm so hyper motivated to reach my goals, that I sometimes don't want to quit when five, six, seven o'clock rolls around. And sometimes I'll go after dinner, I'll come back to my computer and tie up a few loose ends or, you know, I, I, my mindset, because I've become more positive, I'm finding so much more joy in what I'm doing. Oh, that I love hearing that. That's I see. I, I think there's a lot I don't know how to say this properly, so let me try. Um, I think it was, uh, us here in America, like we are so blessed and and we have so much and we, we really, even the poorest among us <laughs> really do kind of live an abundant life. And um, just feeling good about what you're doing and, and what, um, because I've I felt the same way. If I'm working on a music project, and and when I'm in the middle of something, it's like time. There is no such thing as time. It just it mm -hmm. just happens. I'm I'm locked in. I'm in the zone, and uh, and that is that. It's a really great feeling because you get so much done in such a short amount of time when that happens. Right. And, and don't, something that happens for me is I'll look at the clock and go, it can't be four or five o'clock already. Right. I just started a few minutes ago. Right. Okay. So uh, I want to ask you this because you're a creative person like me. I find it very difficult to get into that creative mindset. Um, in other words, it takes me a long time. And then when I'm in it, 
and you can call that the zone, you can call that whatever you want to call that, but that where, where things are flowing and things are going and it's, and it seems so easy to get knocked out of it and it frustrates the tail. Oh, I get so upset. Cause I'm like, Oh, I was there and I, and I had to go take care of something. And then it's like, I have to start over to get that in. Right. So is, is that what you find and how do you deal with that? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get phone calls that will just throw me out of the loop and um, I don't want to answer it, but yet at the same time, I know that if I don't answer it, the person who's calling me will feel like they're being rejected. So it's kind of like this person is a little bit on the needy side and, and, um, and so, and it's a family member, I'm not going to say who. And so I feel like I have to answer and it does, it throws me out of the loop and, and so it does take me a little bit to get back into the groove. Now, so I used to teach um, English, um, high school English, and my students would come in and I always had a writing prompt on the board and it usually had to do with either the day's lesson or something we've read or a current affair. And I'd have, invariably, I'd have two or three students who'd sit down and they'd go, I can't think of anything to write, Mrs. Love. And I'd have to just say, you know what? Here's what you're <laughs> going to do. And people call it looping, but I found something that works even better. I tell them, you write, I have something to say, and it's brilliant. And you keep writing that over and over. And inevitably, every every single time my students would do this, they I, the next thing I'd see is them just scribbling across the page. And I'd say, okay, time's up. But I wasn't finished with my thought, Mrs. Love. And so it was really fun to watch them shift their mental mindset. And it goes back to that same thing of, I can't remember his name. If you say, I you know, I'll give me a second and I'll remember. It's that same thing. So when I'm thrown out of something, I'll go back and read what I've written and I'll, and I'll just ask my subconscious, okay, what happens next? And I don't know how you would do that with music, but I know from my writing, if I just let my, if I just close my eyes and let my subconscious work on it, it all start flowing again. Wonderful. Um, and then again, back to that kind of creative space um, for you, the, again, the balance, the balance between moving forward and perfecting what you have. Um, Cause again, you know, both I write from time to time, but, but especially in music, I'll end up working on four bars for, you know, hours, <laughs> perfecting it and perfecting it when, when maybe it may have been better used to move on to the next four bars. Um, right. And so what, how do you, how do you manage to balance those, that kind of thing? Okay. Um, I lock my internal editor in a closet and tell her to shut up and mind her own business until I'm done with the rough draft. And for the most part, that works pretty good. And I will, of course, in writing, it's a little different than music. But when I'm writing something, I have this process called dash, R-E-S, dash which means research to me. So it's like I had to come up with a name for a character. I had no clue. So I just put in dash R-E-S dash name of character. And then I know that when 
I'm as I'm writing and I come up with a fun name, I can go back and I can search for that R-E-S and I can insert that. Or, um, yeah, the other thing I do is I just keep writing even if it's horrible because I know mm. nobody is ever going to see my first draft. Well, yeah. except maybe my husband, and um, and I usually have to give it a, um, a caveat of this is crap writing. I'm just bouncing <laughs> ideas, and, <laughs> and so yeah. And then I just know that when I go back and go through, it, I can perfect it. It doesn't have to be perfect right now. Mm. That's that's great. I think uh, yeah, and and <laughs> I've definitely made the mistake of. Of sharing stuff too quickly. <laughs> going, oh, look at this great idea I have. And, and it's not done yet, but people think it's done. And it's, <laughs> um, anyway, um, oh, oh, that, that I had a, Can so I just I jump in and give you a Yeah, quote. jump in, please. I, I found this quote this morning. I was um, one of the other podcasts that I'm going to be doing is um, his uh, podcast, I believe, is called Writing, on Pur- Writing with Purpose or Writing on Purpose. Anyway, he was talking about purpose um, in your life, and I went to his Facebook page and was kind of perusing it to see just exact, not exactly where his mindset is, but just to kind of check out his page. And he said, This is one of the posts he had on his page. He said, if your dominant intent is to feel joy while you are doing the work, your triad of intentions, freedom, growth, and joy will come quickly and easily into alignment. See your career as one of creating a joyful life experience. You are not a creator of things or a regurgitator of what someone else has created or a gatherer of stuff. You are a creator, and the subject of your creation is your joyful life experience. That is your mission. That is your quest. And that is why you are here. Wow, that's powerful. Isn't that powerful? That's by Esther Hicks. Wow, that is, wow. that's wonderful. I think, that, that, I think we may have found like the, the, the quote that's going to be on the... <laughs> At the beginning of this podcast, that's that's really because it's really true, you know. That idea of what do you have to contribute to this world is you. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you know, it's 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 you, and 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 it means and that means that that's a big thing. Like that means the world is a lesser place without you, but it also means that you're invaluable, and that the things that you do that you create are also just as invaluable. Absolutely. Um, There's another quote. It says, what you are living in this. Let me just preface this a little bit. This is going back to about your your mindset. And uh, this is by Abraham Hicks. And he said, what you are living is always an exact replication of your vibrational patterns of thoughts. Nothing could be more fair than life as you are living it. For as you are thinking, you're vibrating. And as you're vibrating, you are attracting. For by the law of attraction, you are always getting back the essence of what you are giving. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's amazing. That's really, it's, that's, that's fantastic. And, and just having that kind of elevation of thought just by thinking about what that quote is um, 
you know, puts you in a better mindset like automatically. Like you can't help but um, have that happen. Um, I want to ask you. So last week I had Daryl on, and he's a, a he's with a he's got a coaching business where he coaches entrepreneurs. Um, and one of the things we talked about, and so I want to ask you about this as well, is accountability. Um, so, you know, Betsy, who what what do you do to be accountable to yourself um, to to keep yourself on track? Um, to make sure that you're following through on on your tasks and and um, you know keeping things in order, if you will. What what are the things that you do to do that? Okay, well, I have a couple of things that I do when I'm in my writer mode and I'm trying to crank out words. I have an accountability group um, on on a website. We have a chat room. It's it's called um, I Write Network. Um, sprint writers i think we're called the sprint writers and somebody will set a timer and we have to log our word count at the beginning of our our sprint session and then we have to be accountable for the words that we have written during that sprint session and they're usually about 30 minutes to 45 minutes depending on you know who sets the timer and so it really helps me to keep my focus on my word count and then because I know I'm going to have to go back and report to my groupies that I did, you know, X number of words. And then for my marketing, in my planner, when I write down my goals and things that I need to do that day and my tasks, I have a yellow highlighter. And as soon as I complete a task, I, you know, I highlight it with a yellow highlighter. And that just to look at my my planner at the end of the week and go, wow, look at all this yellow. Look what I've accomplished. Just being accountable to my planner is amazing. I also show my planner at the beginning of the week to my husband and um, and I and I tell him what I'm going to accomplish that week, what my goal is. And then at the end of the week when I'm planning for my for the beginning of the next week, I show him my planner and tell him this is what I have gotten done this week and it's nice to have somebody there to pat me on the back and go woohoo way to go and and the same thing you know is true with my sprint group I mean there are times when I'm distracted and and I have to report I only got 150 words but the group is still like woohoo that's 150 more words than you had before you started so right right it's nice to have a cheerleader. Yeah, that's a, and I think what a wonderful way to think about it. Instead of somebody that you're accountable to having a cheerleader that's cheering you on. Yeah, you know, it's it's essentially the same thing, but but the the context is so different and so much more positive. And again, it's that mindset: is this somebody I have to report to, or is this right. somebody who's going to say, "Woohoo, good job"? Yeah, that's. That's fabulous. Um, where, um, what is maybe as you've gone through this journey over the course of this, these few months and and um, of, of actually uh, intentionally doing this, what has been the hardest thing um, for you to to either manage or or do? whether that's a specific task or, you know, keeping your mindset right or keeping your schedule, what has been the most difficult thing for you? 
Okay, the most difficult thing for me is, um, oh gosh, I'm going to have to think about this a minute. <laughs> it's all so easy? No, oh no, 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 no. no. Um, it's, you know, it's like putting together a puzzle. And sometimes I feel overwhelmed that I have too many puzzle pieces to complete my goals. It's like, um, okay, I don't know how you are with the internet, but it seems like I get bombarded with this good thing and that good thing and and you should buy this program and you would love to be part of our system and and it's it's just trying I think the hardest thing is figuring out where to focus my marketing which are going to give me the greatest um, return on my investment I think that's probably my biggest struggle is is the marketing and um, I'm doing better. I'm doing incredibly better. I've doubled my sales in two months over the entire last year. So that and I wait a sec. Hold on. So hold on. I, I, I want to back up for a second because that's a huge accomplishment. So what you're saying is that let me make sure I heard you correctly. Like you sold X number last year, and in the last two months you've doubled that number. I have. That is. Amazing. I have. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's not a whole lot right well, now. But that, no, but it's all about it, but it's 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 all percentages. It's, it, 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 it doesn't matter what the number is. What matters is the direction that you're heading. And Absolutely. that kind of growth is is really important to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And and, and it's uh, important for for I think it's important for the listeners to know, like as a testimonial to that this stuff works. Yeah. You know, that it's not just, um, it's, it's the road and the journey and that, that it's about getting started. Like for me, I think the hardest thing is, is, you know, getting started, like starting those habits, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that, that's a difficult thing for me just cause I'm old and I tend to, you know, <laughs> oh, be I'm stuck older. in my, <laughs> be stuck in my habitual ways. <laughs> I know it's, you know, it's, it's hard to change. Change is hard and it doesn't matter how old you are. It's just, it's just hard. And it's, again, it's that mindset. It's that I can do hard things. Yeah. Okay, honey, we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> how you has, you can edit that how, out. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's a, hey, we can have a little cameo. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no i didn't hear that he said i'm her biggest fan well and he that is. that i'm aware of and that's that and I, that might be the most important thing is to have that kind of cheerleader in your own home that's that's what a support that's huge yeah. he's always been so supportive of me and in fact the house could totally go to pieces and he'll just ask have you been writing and if i've been <laughs> writing he almost doesn't care <laughs> that's fabulous no. what a good guy, he is a good guy. <laughs> that that's great um what has been maybe the the biggest surprise to you on this this journey that you're on um the biggest surprise yeah in other words um you know what whenever you start on something like this 
Um, it's a kind of a, it's a, it's a leap of faith. Um, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to work, you know, it's kind of, um, you kind of stick your toe in the water. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how you are. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. Um, but, but so what, and, and things happen that are, that, that surprise you that, that, oh, this, wow, this works or this doesn't like what, what has been, um, the, maybe the, the, the uh, something that, that has surprised you that you didn't expect. Okay. So I have never been a morning person getting up in the morning is just been a real struggle for me. And when I decided that I was going to change my subconscious, because I'd been always been telling myself, Oh, I like to sleep in in the mornings, I don't like to go to bed. Or I, I yeah, I don't like to go to bed at night. And then I don't like to get up in the morning. I was a night owl, I like to stay up till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. And I just said, Nope, I'm not doing that anymore. And I think the biggest surprise comes that as soon as my alarm goes off, and sometimes my husband nudges me and says, turn your alarm off, I get right up. And I, you know, my feet just automatically just get out of bed. And I get so much more done during the day. And I think that's been probably my biggest surprise is I am no longer a night owl. I like to be in bed and asleep no later than 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And then I like to be up at six o'clock in the morning and I like to get going. And, and, um, and so that, that's been a surprise for me. And it, and it sounds like it's really energized you. Oh my gosh, it really has. It really has. And I jokingly told my husband, I said, you're on my schedule now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm fixing breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning. I hope you'll Whether you me. like it or not. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Um, what are maybe some, and, and what are maybe some things that have, that have changed that maybe you didn't expect? Like, like, for example, um, you mentioned, you know, breakfast in the morning and, and things like that um, and, and getting up early. Um, but I, like, like I imagine, um, for example, you know, if I start exercising, um, one of the things that I didn't expect to happen but ends up happening is I tend to just naturally eat better. You know, like it's just that, that it's not like I have to think about, you know, am I eating, you know, junk food or stuff just the the process of of exercising kind of forces me to think about or or has me desire the right kind of food. Right. Um, and so I'm wondering if there's anything like that, you know, mentally that as you like as you've gotten up earlier, um, you know, what other things have kind of trickled down that have been good habits that you've gained? Well, I think one of the biggest things is that I have definitely had more clarity of, of mind, that the ideas are flowing faster. Um, and if something isn't flowing, like I've got book three that um, in my fantasy series that I've, I'm near completion with it, but I thought, you know, I, I just need to set this aside and focus on something else because it's kind of lost my interest but not really. I just need my subconscious to just percolate on it a little bit more. And 
but one of the things that, that has happened because I am getting up earlier and exercising is I do have more clarity. I am able to focus more during the day. And, and as far as eating right, I discovered I was diabetic almost two years ago. In fact, it'll be, yes, two years ago that I discovered I was diabetic and I didn't want to go on insulin. So I've been eating really healthy for about two years. And that itself has also changed how I feel. Um, and I think that's what also helps me to be able to go to bed at night and be able to get up early in the morning. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, go, going back to the creative process a little bit. Um, you mentioned, you know, you have all these ideas and I do too. I, I, I typically will have, I'll, I'll write out, um, you know, a little piece of music just about every day, you know, where it's just a little snippet, maybe, a an idea. In fact, I, I usually title them like, uh, today, uh, what's the day? It would be like March 12th idea. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know? It's a little musical snippet that I make and, and put aside maybe, you know, maybe to come back, maybe not. But, um, but I often have like ideas, like just pop in my head, like, Oh, I need to do that. I need to do this. And one of my struggles is to filter those in, in a way that, that, um, organize them so that I can make sure I keep the main thing, the main thing. How, how do you manage to do that? Hmm. In my writing process, okay, yeah. I am I am not an outliner. I hear so many people talk about outlining their novels. I like to follow my characters around and write down what they're doing and saying. And sometimes they surprise me. Um, what was your question again? I got well, lost. I, I guess more more big picture, like like I. Okay. Um, like if I have, if, if you have an idea for a book and maybe another idea for another book comes into your head, like, do you try to capture that? Do you oh. try to go, that's going to be on the, on the, you say, ah, oh, that's not a good enough idea for me to, to worry about right now. I need to be focused on this. Like, how do you manage all these like different inspirations that come into your brain from time well, to time oh during, when you're in the middle of a project? Okay. So I finished one book about four years ago. And I was sitting there going, I don't have any more ideas for any books. What am I going to do? And so I prayed about it. And, and, um, and, I, and I told Heavenly Father, I said, okay. I said, you gave me this gift of writing. If you, want me to, um, if you want me to use my talent, I need some more ideas. And then it was like, bam. I got hit with so many ideas. And so I started a document called, it's just called Betsy's Manuscripts. And in it, I have a list of books I've published, books I'm working on, and book ideas. And every time an idea comes to me, I jot down the basic plot, just like you, just, uh, you know, the, the basic couple of lines or melody or bars or whatever it is that you're doing. And I just write that down and I just know that, you know, at some point I'm going to be able to go back and pull one of those ideas that intrigues me the most. Hmm. Okay. That's good. I like that. That's called being a professional people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You don't, you don't get inspiration all the time, but if you capture it, you can go back and get it again. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone, that's a great idea. Not written it down. And then later kick myself because I'm like, I'll oh, never forget that yeah, idea. I know. <laughs> it's I'm so good. I'll never forget it. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Been there. Um, 
I w- a couple of things, just maybe to, to finish up for people who want to start on this journey, they want to like kind of, you know, put their, um, start, start doing some of these affirmations, start, start getting their subconscious, taking control of, of their subconscious, um, getting a, a great positive mindset. How would you recommend for people to start? Well, the first thing that I would suggest that they do is get a wildly important goal. And that goal is, what would my life look like if I, if money was not a problem? If I had unlimited resources, what would my life look like? I would start a vision board. Um, I have one on Pinterest that I've kind of been adding to and and I've kind of procrastinated doing it just because I'm like so hyper-focused on my book business. And as I was watching some of these videos this week, I was like, I have got to do that. So I have a board called Vision Board on Pinterest. And my goal, my plan is to look at it every day because if you can see it visually, you know, if you can feel it, if you want a new car, go out and drive a new car. If you want a new house, go out and do some house hunting. Um, walk through model homes. Um, if you you know can't get out because we know how great gas prices are right now, then go online, go on Zillow and take virtual walks through homes of your dreams. But start dreaming. That is where you're going to find your success. And it doesn't come from a place of greed. It comes from a place of God wants you to dream big. He doesn't want you to settle for mediocre. And like you were saying, Mike, once you can touch it, feel it, see it, smell it, hear it, then you can reach out and serve your fellow man. And that's what God intended for us to do with our wealth is to help others, to lift others. That's beautifully said. I appreciate that. Um, Betsy, uh, talk about your upcoming book. When is it coming out and how can people find it? Okay. I'm really excited. Um, It comes out March 22nd um, and I'm going to do a live Facebook launch party on um, um, on the, at seven o'clock on the twenty second, and I will be giving away some prizes. I've got a couple of dragons that I have painted. Well, I've used watercolor, uh, not watercolor, um, watercolor pencils. I've got um, a hand crocheted dragon. I've got dragon tattoos. I've got little trinkets and whatnot that I'm going to be giving away at my launch party. But. It, yeah, like I said, it comes out March 22nd. It's called The Dragon Keeper's Destiny, and it is book two in the Mystic's Tale series. And for those who haven't read book one, you might want to go back and read that because I do leave it on a cliffhanger. And book two picks up right where book one left off. Get ready to binge, folks. That's right. That's awesome. That's right. And like I said, <laughs> I leave book two on kind of a cliffhanger too. So, um, uh, so I got to get busy and finish book three and wrap up the series. So, that's fabulous. Well, uh, well, the best of luck to you. I will put links to there. You, there is a you can pre-order the book now, right? Yes, you can, and it's a dollar ninety-nine right now if you pre-order it. However, after March 22nd, it does go up to $3.99. No, $4.99. Oh. Sorry, it goes up to 
$4.99. Okay, so everybody go go pre-order your book, partake, participate in the launch party. We'll put links to those things in the show notes. Um, Betsy, thank you so much for, for sharing your journey and sharing what you're doing. It's it's um, it's wonderful to hear. I love hearing people about people's success and, and what's going on. So thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're so welcome. I really enjoyed being here, Mike. Thank you. You are listening to End of Love Remains.